FBI Director Christopher Wray says, I see Lincoln red lights everywhere. Former Director of the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement during the Trump administration, Tom Holman, asked what took you so long to see the Lincoln lights. Tom joins me on Viewpoint and lays out the seriousness of the moment. And then a worldwide uptick in mycoplasma pneumonia cases is raising concerns. Dr. Paul Alexander is here on that story, along with his first-person account having arrived back from the kibbutz in Israel. And Intel analyst Alana Friedman will report on the United Nations resolution where 13 of the UN Security Council's 15 members voted for calling for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. It was vetoed by the U.S. and Britain abstained. It's all next on Viewpoint This Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is indeed Malcolm out loud here and there is no bigger story right now in our country than our borders uh, that are impacting everything. And it's surely impacting funding. As you see, the Senate stopped the uh, advance in the uh, Ukraine bill. Uh, that has become a very contentious point. The whole key here is they're trying to find something to wake the Biden administration up, basically, that we're totally out of control. You know, I've never seen a time in my life where every week that goes by, you keep hearing the word historic as far as numbers go. And I keep hearing that that word historic. And I, you know, you pound your head against the wall and wonder what is it going to take to wake some of these people up as to what that really means? Well, well, I'll tell you what, Christopher Ray was uh, was up on the hill in a, uh, a testimony which caught everybody's uh, imagination when he talked about the red line here. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, too, on the broadcast here. Uh, well, let me just tell you up front here, Tom Homan joins us uh, in the segment here. He's the former director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Uh, he worked with the Trump administration closely, just launched with a stellar group of people, uh, Border 911. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit as well here. But uh, let me play first. Uh, Christopher Ray, his comments. So we hear his voice exactly. And then we'll uh, join Tom on the other side of this here. Here we go here. Hold on. So what I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder to shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. 
Okay, so you hear the FBI director with the uh, blinking red lights everywhere I turn. Now, what's interesting about this, Tom, is a couple of things here. Uh, you know, you watch, you listen, and you watch his body language. Uh, it says it says plenty. He doesn't he doesn't say these kinds of things for any other reason than their fact. And I think it's a CYA statement, is my guess. But here's the thing that got me: he stayed short of calling it what it was and never brought up the border and never brought up the recklessness because he was walking a very fine line not to obviously piss off the administration uh so really i i that was eye-opening to me what's your opening remarks on the christopher ray here and his comments well look i, I it's it's i agree with you he he walked that fine line because he certainly don't want to uh, piss off the white house right and i'm and i'm i'm kind of insulted it took him two years to say it Exactly. Because, you know, like you said earlier, we use historic a lot. The, the reason we use historic multiple times is because it seems like they're breaking their own historic record over and over and over again. Just a few days ago, they arrested, you know, over 10, Border Patrol alone uh, on the southern border arrested 2,200, I mean, uh, 10,264, which is the most people they've ever arrested in the history of the United States Border Patrol. And Border Patrol is going to be 100 years old in, in about four months. So, again, another historic record. But I'm, I'm just shocked it took him two, you know, almost three years to say that because the board had been out of control for two and a half years. And we, we we've broken historic records. A number of known people off the terrorist watch list have been uh, uh, apprehended by this administration trying to come in across the border again. Uh, under Trump administration in four years, we had a total of 11 in four years. They had 18 in one month in September, and, and they got over 300 now just on the southern border compared to 11 on the Trump administration. So this is a national security failure on the southern border, and he should have said that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, I felt the same thing uh, as far as what took so long. And I guess what took so long, Tom, is things have gotten to a very desperate level now. Uh, the whole world has taken advantage of this. And the, the bigger challenge, Tom, I'd like you to talk about is the cast of characters that are coming over the border are from countries and places we've never seen before. I mean, they're like, it's, this is a wide open invitation to the entire world. They know they're, they know they're going to be released. That's the catch all of this whole thing. They know there's no law and order here whatsoever. It's a total wild West mentality. And so they, they're safe to come in and we're seeing from all kinds of areas for the director to make these comments that he made, these are not casual comments when he talks about these blinking red lights. What give us a sense of what the FBI is seeing and what you what your gut tell how egregious it really is. What what is he seeing? He's probably seeing the same thing I am, and I've said this, you know, I, I keep talking about this. I might have talked about this on your last show. The facts are this the Border Patrol has arrested people from 171 different countries. Some of these countries are sponsors of terror. They've arrested around 300 just on the southern border uh, off the terrorist watch list. We got 1.9 million now, 1.9 million known gatherings. If you don't think a single one of the 1.9 million gatherings didn't come from a country sponsoring terror, then, then you're just ignorant to the data. Mm -hmm. So I, I've said many times, look, why do I think Terrorists are using the southern border as an entry point because after 9-11, we created all these databases, right? The Visa Security Program, the TSA, you know, fly list, the FBI screening database, all these different vetting programs. So if someone tries to get a visa or a plane ticket to come to the United States, they're vetted through all these different programs. And it worked pretty good. 
but but what terrorist is going to put himself in a position to ask for a visa or a plane ticket to come to the United States when he when he will go through some some background checks when he can simply get to Mexico and join the one point nine million gotaways and, and to pay the cartels a little bit extra money to be you know not be not not to be captured but to get to New York City or Chicago and, and, and be a gotaway. Why did 1.9 million people pay more to get away? Why didn't they pay less to turn themselves in, get released within 24 hours, get a, a free plane ticket to any city of their choice, get work authorization for five to seven years while they fight their case? Why wouldn't you take advantage of that free, free giveaway for less money? That's what American people need to ask themselves. 1.9 people paid more to get away, and that just scared the hell out of everybody. Well, it does. And, you know, Tom, to that point is actually when I hear the media talk about the numbers and you hear some of the reports you see in, in, in the newswire, that's not even what scares the hell out of me, frankly. It, it never has. I mean, at least that part they sort of suggest or think they know. But what worries me is all of the numbers that we don't even know, not even the gotaways. But the people that are not even on, I mean, we have thousands, we have all those miles, thousands of miles of open borders. We're now advertised all over the world. Most of these cats, I think, are just walking in at various places. They know they can get in. Nothing's stopping them. Those are the people that worry me, because if you're a terrorist coming in even more so, I don't even think those folks are going to be on the gutaway list. I think they're going to be on the you can't find us list. Uh, What is that make sense? Let me me say that you. You make a perfect point. So let me let me let me expound on that a little bit. So you're right. There's there's parts of the southern border where there's no technology that can capture on on drone sensor uh, traffic or video traffic, like like the Big Bend National Park, big area. Thousands that come thousands can come through that area, and we, we won't know that they're a gateway because there's no way to track them because there's no technology in that area. That's something the Trump administration had it planned to do, but of course this administration shut it down. But what concerns me more on that is the northern border. The northern border, uh, exactly. very few agents yeah. on the northern border compared to yeah. the southern border. And I get it; they're going to put most of, you know, put most of the firemen where the fire where the fire is. Yeah. I get that, but the northern border has very few agents to begin with. Fifty percent of those agents have been detailed to the southern border. The ones remaining on the northern border, just while every one of them are sitting in the office every day, the fifty percent left there and process illegal aliens arrested on the southern border. They process them virtually. So there's virtually no patrol on the northern border. And if you look at the Inspector General report after 9-11, uh, excuse me, it was a uh, GAO report. They said, based on their studies, that a known suspected terrorist is 10 times, 10 times more likely to cross the northern border than the southern border because of lack of enforcement personnel. So with 50% detailed away, with 50% set in the office, and if you look at, like last year, for instance, 227 people off the terrorist watch list were, were, were caught coming across the southern border. 227. At the same time, 459 through the northern border, almost twice as many. So you're right. The, the, the unknown gotaways are, are probably the biggest concern because they, they've taken extra steps uh, so they don't get encountered. And, yeah. and you yeah. know, 
mean, there's a reason I did that. That's right. That's right. Hey, listen, if I'm a terrorist, if you're a terrorist, Tom, uh, we're going to do exactly what you just described there. And I have brought up that northern border many, many times, frankly. Nobody talks about it. You're 100% right. But it is damn well a problem. Look at the miles there. And Canada is a mess right now. I mean, because of their politics. And uh, it's not difficult at all to get in there and do harm. And uh, that border, we're, we're just sitting, you know, the, the word I used the other day, on broadcast we're sitting ducks right now and that's what my sense is we're sitting ducks and your sense so when it comes to tom sleeper cells these martyrs with the current state of the world and what's taking place right now that we see out there uh i'd be safe to say i i, I and that's why ray comes out here my guess is but and i'd like you to talk about this but over the next year between now and the close of the biden administration god willing can't come soon enough, I think, for Americans. I think we're at the most risk right now. My, my point is, over the next year, we're at the most serious, serious risk. And I can feel it in my gut. And we're going to pay a heavy, heavy price for this. And Tom, it's probably going to be a hell of a lot more people that are going to be hit than 9-11. That's my guess. What do you say to that? I've said for, you know, six months that something's coming. I mean, uh, just based on the data, based on the intelligence reports, and you know, and, and I'm convinced there's sleeper cells uh, in the United States. I'm convinced many uh, terrorists have, have crossed this vulnerable border. Look, look, look at just you know, look. At, I I was in Israel, you know, eight months ago okay. to study their wall system, study their their border security, and some of their wall systems are actually better than ours. And some of their walls are they're they're buried down to the water table, much deeper than ours. And at some places you have a two-wall system. You get by the first wall, guess what? You touch that second wall, you get shot. No questions asked. Uh, and that's a, 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 by automatic uh, gunfire. Uh, and, and their intelligence apparatus is second to none. Maybe us, and that's it. They, they, their intelligence apparatus is you know, one of the best in the world. And they have a sophisticated wall system. And if you look at and, and they're vigilant. They're on the line, and it's a matter of life and death from them every day. If they can be penetrated like they were and attacked, What's that say for our country where you got, you know, most of the border patrol agents aren't even on patrol to process an alien, 70 to 90 percent off the yeah. line. And, and 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 wide open areas on the northern border, we're not vigilant. We can't be vigilant because the officers aren't allowed to do what they're supposed to be doing. Right, right. And what happened after Afghanistan, thousands of terrorists were released from prisons in Afghanistan whose sole purpose in life is to destroy this country. And we're arresting people from Afghanistan every day. We're arresting people from North Korea. We're arresting people from Turkey and Syria, exactly. uh, Uzbekistan, right. and by the thousands. Yeah. 30,000 Chinese nationals, military-aged males since Joe Biden's taken office. I'm telling you. Yeah, we see it. We and see it's it. because this administration, yeah. their failure on the southern border, their failure on border security has a direct impact on national security. Uh, I've said it for two and a half years. This is the biggest national security failure I've seen in this country since yeah. 9-11. 100%. 100%, Tom. There's no doubt in my mind. And as you as you put it out there right now, and um, you, you mentioned Israel a second ago, and you say you were there about eight months ago before all of this happened in the kibbutz there in uh, southern Israel. Um, I, I got a, we were talking a little bit later in the program with some Middle East experts and terrorism and, and on the war, which we've been pretty heavy coverage here on that. But I got to ask you, what do you, you just described a, a pretty good scenario of what we all thought and felt. 
What happened in your estimate? Have you looked at or considered on October 7th, what happened that all the things you just boasted about, which we all understood and knew and boasted about as well, what happened that all of that didn't work on October 7th? Any thoughts of that end? Well, that's what people need to understand. Even though we got some of the finest intelligence apparatuses and and programs in the world, they can fail. What people need to know, we don't know everything about everybody. And, And our intelligence is only good as the information that comes to us. So there's Abyssinian intelligence fair. They missed this, this multi-month planning uh, that the, uh, the Hamas did to, to, to attack their country. And in uh, and the, and the system of failed, you know, the, the, the Hamas figured out their system. The first thing to do is take out the towers or oversee the wall system. And so, you know, it was a very sophisticated attack. And, but, you know, I say this all the time. We always say what, all these people, like the 1.9, they come in the country, they're not vetted, and they don't get arrested. We don't know really who they are. But people need to still understand, even if you get vetted, the vetting is only as good as the information we have to vet you against. Many of these countries, like I just said, 30,000 Chinese uh, uh, crossing the border. You think China is going to share any intelligence with us on who these people are? <laughs> so, in, in, in like El Salvador, for instance, we allow El Salvadorian centering. El Salvador, the country of El Salvador, El Salvador don't have the systems we have like NCIC, Tripline, all these various databases. So terrorists, there's thousands of terrorists in the world who we have no record on, unless they're involved with a criminal investigation that came up during a criminal investigation, Great point. Or a wiretap, Great point. Three, or unless they're encountered by a soldier, a DOD yeah. on the battlefield, we don't know who the hell they are. So even though somebody may pass vetting, right. that doesn't guarantee they're not a harm to this country because there may not be information on them all. So that's just concern everybody. Nothing is perfect, including the most sophisticated intelligence system in the world will fail because it's only as good as the information that's available to us. That's right. That's uh, that is uh, you're you're spot on. You, you look at things uh, very much the way I do myself, and we look at the things that other people don't see, Tom, and other possibilities of danger. And that's a perfect analysis of what you describe right there. Uh, President Trump was at, on the town hall with Hannity and, and said, we're closing the border on day one, uh, which we know that's not just talk for him. He'll do it. I imagine it'll be the southern and the northern border. It'll probably like even right now, when you hear the here's the thing I would say to you, if you, you, you hear the FBI director, you hear the red blinking lights, you hear all the comments, you, you just hear what you just shared with with uh, America here. Then you have to say, what is it? When, you know, we hear President Trump say that, but if things are this bad and they are, you would think that some of our politicians would stop the miracle round in D.C. in a hot second. And maybe they're trying to do that through the Ukraine fund. And I get that the Republicans. But I would think they could do a whole lot more, Tom, to that point. And uh, before the damage is done and something we should have our military down there on that border yesterday. They should be all over this thing. This is the biggest national security threat of our existence here, and yet we're doing nothing about it. There's, my guess is there'll be an awful lot of Monday morning quarterbacking uh, over the next year, and heads will roll. Something will happen here. Um, comment on that, please. Well, two things. You know, I, I, I'm I'm pissed off a lot of Republicans too. You know, they, you know, I've been pushing for the impeachment. Alejandro Mayorkas for over two years. And during the midterms, the Republicans went out there and said, we're going to impeach him, get us back in, you know, reelected, we're going to impeach him. But where the hell is the impeachment, number one? And when Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced articles of impeachment, eight Republican congressmen voted against this. Against it. Why the hell would they do that? 
first of all. And someone said, well, it's not the right time. It's not the proper procedure. To hell with that. This nation's at a, at, at, we're at the biggest national security threat this country's seen uh, in, in a very long time. The, the FBI director saying blinking lights everywhere. We know what the known suspected terrorist numbers are look like. We we know what the Gataway numbers look like. We, since he's been since he's been the secretary, enough fentanyl coming across the border to kill 112,000 Americans. We got a record number of women killed in sex traffic. We got a record number of known known suspected terrorists crossing the border. We got a record number of billions of dollars by the cartels uh, that, that are flown uh, trafficking of women and children and alien smuggling drugs. And if they can impeach. President Trump will make him a damn phone call. They can certainly impeach Mayorkas for, for doing what he did and risk our national security. And on, do, on top of that, you know, uh, 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 slandering the men of the horse patrol never apologized for what they did on national TV. But the Republicans need to, number one, they need to get on with impeachment. And number two, we passed we, we, we pass HR2 in the House. I had a lot to do with that. Help to shape that legislation. Some of the strongest immigration enforcement uh, a legislation in the history of this country, and and, and not, not now, thank God, the new speaker is saying he's not going to fund uh, the he's not going to fund Ukraine and Israel unless HR HR two is a part of it. So right. finally, they're stepping up at least when it comes to funding, saying we're not going to fund a dollar for Ukraine or Israel unless HR two is a part of this uh, 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 funding because they understand. No one's port, no one's border is more important than our border. You want to protect yeah. Ukraine's border, you want to protect Israel's border, and I get it, but our border needs to come first. America first. So finally there's that's it. That's no it. more funding until we secure our border. You see, that's it. That's it. That is a very logical point you make that that we get. We understand, and and most people do understand what you say here. You you know, charity starts at home. Survival starts at home. Life starts at home. I mean, until we can start to fix or do anything else in the world, we damn well better get our own house in order, or we're going to have some. And they are. They're headed here. Uh, what do you think about this, uh, the FISA Act, the uh, Section 702 in there, Tom? You know what I'm speaking of. Ray is asking, has asked for the renewal of that. And, of course, this was at a time that uh, the intentions were there. But by golly, we've seen through J6, we've seen through the rest of the stuff. They sweep a lot of Americans up in there. And then the FBI, which is out of control. Ray is now saying he needs that, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have any opinion on that? I think it's, 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 uh, it's a tool to help fight terrorism, so I support it, but not under this administration. I don't trust this administration. DOJ's been compromised. FBI's been compromised. Uh, you know, That's the problem so right there. That's I, the I think problem. it's an important tool, but I don't trust the people Who's gonna, who are who are going to have those tools? Well, system. how do we fix the DOJ? You can't. I mean, you can't. If the upper management is so corrupt, uh, and you hear all the time about the seventh floor and the FBI and all that. I mean, how do? We, I mean, you've got to have a complete change. Would, would Trump do that coming into office? Would he do a yes. complete head sweep this time around? You think? I think he needs to take the whole top level off. Look, I I, I salute the men and women of the FBI, the street agents out there doing a job trying to keep this country safe. Right. But it's the upper management that's been shown that they've been politicized. So. Uh, I mean, President Trump has made a commitment. He's going to take the top layer of the politicized uh, leadership out because, you know, there's no room for politicization of the FBI. There's no room for politicization of DOJ. We didn't have faith in those in, in those agencies. Look, you know, 20 years ago, people thought the FBI was the most outstanding federal law enforcement agency in the world. Yeah, and yeah. and look what look what's happened to him. So yeah, President Trump's already committed to take the top layer yeah, and yeah. take the politicization away from our national security and law enforcement. 
All right, bringing the salt, bringing the salt to a head right now, Tom. You are, uh, and let me just tell listeners right now, and I can pretty well attest to this. Tom Homan, uh, not only is he on, one of the most informed uh, on this topic, to say it is an understatement. It, it knows where all of these bones are buried and what needs to be done. We, I can say with a fair amount of certainty, he will have a a senior role in a Trump administration in uh, 2025 when the new president takes office. Uh, just and by the way, Tom, this is all just before our semi-quincentennial 250 years America will be in 2026. Uh, after the new president takes office, we have a landmark moment. I hope we're still standing and we still have a country to fight for. But my, my bigger point is you're going to have a key role of some sort. We see his numbers escalating right now. I mean, they're jumping up. He can beat about everybody in the system, including Biden and anybody else they throw up there. Uh, it's, he's making a lot of people nervous right now. It doesn't look like they're going to get, they tried like hell to get those indictments before he took office because all bets are off once that happens. What's your perspective on that? The 2024 race, we see the numbers with him. Uh, does he get in there before these people pull the lever down, you know, and say bingo? We have to pray that he does. I mean, I truly believe if the Biden administration remains in power for another four years, we're not going to be able to fix it. There's going to be way too much damage. I mean, right now, uh, there's a lot of fi- there's a lot to fix. It takes us years to fix it. But if he gets another four years, I I don't think we can fix it. So Trump, yeah, you know, I I, I hope and pray he gets back in. And, and for people that you know always say, well, you know, he, he you know, the mean tweets and you know this and that. I said, look, if you're looking for uh, the next president to be perfect. Then you better wait for the second coming of Jesus, because I've never met a man that's perfect and had no right. had no issues. I said, but here's a man who's proven what he can do for this country. To, to put their tweets aside, you know, the economy was best it's ever been. You know, the uh, the, uh, the, the the military was the strongest on uh, on earth, and, and other countries feared us. Uh, the border was the most secure it's ever been in my lifetime, especially within my forty years of service, because I know what the numbers were. So, you know, so much success on the administration, this country doing so much better. Uh, I think he's the guy that come in to save it. So do I think they're going to try to, they're certainly going to try to indict him, and, and they, which I already did. Will they try to, you know, convict him and, and, and make him ineligible to run for president? All, all cards are on the table. They're, they're doing everything they can. But I, I'm hold, holding out faith that, you know, he can beat these charges. If not, you know, he, I, I, I doubt he can beat him in New York or in New York in Washington D.C. But he'll certainly beat him on appeal because I think it's I think it's not but a witch hunt. But, but people need to understand: if he don't get back in, God help this country. Amen. Amen. Last word, Tom, on this uh, this new endeavor you've got, which is extraordinary. Border nine one one dot com. Tell folks, please. I started Border nine one one as is a is a five one c three c four nonprofit, not looking to make any money. But, looking for uh, donations to uh, help us go around the country to do two things. We want to go to the border, do live shots, and let people see exactly what's going on down there. And we got experts like Rodney Scott, who's career with the Border Patrol, United States Border Patrol Chief, Mark Morgan, CBP Commissioner of Trump, myself, Sarah Carter, 20-year journalist for Fox, you know, Jason Jones, a, a retired captain of Texas DPS Intelligence Unit, who knows more about the criminal cartels than anybody, uh, 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 Derek Maltz, career uh, uh, F, uh, DEA director, who who knows more about the fentanyl smuggling than anybody. So I brought this team of I think the best border experts in the world together, and we're all doing this again profit free. We're, we're going to do two things: we're going to travel around the country and and have large groups 
uh, large uh, 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 gatherings to tell people the truth about the border and why the border matters. And we're also going to do some live shows from the border. And, and the ho our whole purpose on this is spending the next month, 11 months educating the American people on why border security matters. No matter what their opinion is on illegal immigration, when you cause a crisis this big, that's when the fentanyl comes across and kills 120,000 Americans. That's when the, uh, the sex trafficking of women and children skyrocket. That's when no inspected terrorists take advantage of the southern border. So we want to educate people. When you get to that voting booth next year, you need to vote for the person who's going to secure the border because border security is national security. If we don't have border security, then we, we fail at national security. So hopefully they get in that voting booth, they'll vote for the right person to secure that border. Yeah. That's yeah. our intent. That's what we're trying to do. And I got a team of the seven best experts in the world. Why do I know that? Because I spent 35 years doing that, and so did these guys. These guys yeah. are experts. Not because we read a book, not because we took a college course, not because we went down there and, 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 and filmed what the Border Patrol does, it's because we wore the uniform, we arrested people, we, 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 we all investigated the criminal cartels, we put a lot of people in prison. So these are the experts that are going to tell the American people what's going on. Yeah, and, and without border security, we don't have a country. Uh, we can see that now, and that's where it's headed. Uh, the There's a lot of information on the site. I'm looking at it right now, in fact, border911.com. Uh, you'll see the stellar group of leaders that Tom was just talking about, and a lot of facts and information. Uh, you'll get a sense of this. Uh, we, we all need to jump in and help support this uh, this uh, movement here that, uh, Tom, you, you've done here, and it's all out here. Uh, border 911 on the site. So check it out, friends. Uh, Border911.com uh, with, again, the elite, the best of the best and immigration are here in this uh, broadcast here. Uh, Tom, we surely applaud you, all your efforts. And uh, and I know you'll you'll be instrumental in whatever's going to happen ahead here with that border. Uh, so uh, we applaud you, brother. Thank you for and for informing listeners and always coming on. We really appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. And I appreciate what you're doing with your show. We need more shows like you out there. Again, educate the American people on the truth, because there's very few places they can get the truth anymore. So I appreciate what you do, Malcolm. Amen. Amen. Tom Holman. Yeah, we really appreciate uh, Brother Tom here. No doubt about it, uh, friends. Uh, so check it out, border911.com, and uh, see what you think there of, of that, please. All right. Um, now, let me uh, just... I'll take a deep breath here. We're going to jump into uh, some uh, big conversation here uh, about the Middle East in just moments. Uh, give you a big update on what's taking place there and some other ramifications of uh, the war, the ongoing of that, including the United Nations uh, calling it a spiraling humanitarian nightmare, uh, trying to get uh, uh, new rulings with the United Nations, which uh, the United States uh, vetoed. Uh, so touch on all that as well. All right. Uh, let me uh, also give you bring you up to date on uh, first of America Out uh, is the place we want you to get to uh, and go there sequentially just after you go to that border911.com for Tom Homan. Uh, you bet. But uh, go ahead and um, uh, help us get the out loud truth out there, uh, please, uh, to wake people up to the truth is uh, so, so vitally important here. Uh, now, we will have uh, some changes coming up in the new year. We're getting ready for a very big year, very dynamic year in 2024. I'll tell you more about that on the other side of the pause here. I'll give you a sense of what that is. Don't forget to visit AmericaOutloud.shop and get the very, very best, all deeply discounted for our listeners. We've gone through uh, with all of these products and companies 
and have done a stellar job uh, with bringing the best in class um, to our America Out Loud family, our listeners and readers here. So you'll see all those discounts. Use the code out loud uh, when you go to those sites, but take a look at the product lines there. They're second to none. Uh, AmericaOutloud.shop. We'll rejoin you just on the other side. Viewpoint this Sunday. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here. And before we jump into the Middle East, I want to talk about uh, this mycoplasma uh, pneumonia that has become a real uh, problem eyesore. Uh, we've started hearing outbreaks in China. Uh, there's some outbreaks in Denmark, France, uh, the Netherlands. Uh, and uh, they are, and it is, although it's not being reported, it is here. There's been some cases in Ohio and some other areas of the U.S. as well. But there's a lot of people don't know there's, you know, this is a different thing. It's not a COVID kind of thing at all. And we understand what the mycoplasma pneumonia is. Is this a scare? Are we overstated anything? Do we need to be concerned? Let me bring on right now, Dr. Paul Alexander joins me here and uh, thrilled to have him on. He's an epidemiologist, a former senior advisor to COVID pandemic policy at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services uh, in, during the pandemic itself, worked with the Trump administration uh, hands-on as well. 
Dr. Paul Alexander, privileged to have you here and want to talk to you first here about your your gut reaction of this uh, mycoplasma pneumonia. Is this something we should be concerned with? Uh, and with these reports coming out of, it started with China, but we're seeing other areas, or is this just a sign of the times right now, sir? Hi, Malcolm. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. What an honor and a privilege again. Um, just remember, folks listening to me, um, Dr. Paul Alexander, Liberty Hour, every week on Malcolm's uh, America Out Loud. And I run my Substack, Alexander COVID News. You can find COVID for free. Um, I'm a huge supporter of President Trump and um, stand with the state of Israel. Listen, first of all, um, based on what we are seeing right now, it's something we should keep on the radar because we can't discount any reports coming out of any country in the world. Plus, there are some reports of uh, instances happening in Ohio, in Massachusetts, um, in America. But uh, what we need to understand is that um, uh, right now we have no reports of severe illness or death as a result of the mycoplasma. And um, we also know that we have therapeutics available for this. Remember, this is a ubiquitous, meaning it, it lives, it's around us at all times. Mycoplasma pneumonia, it, uh, it exists in your society yearly. Um, uh, it's what we call a commensal uh, bacteria also. So it's there. And um, the challenge we have is that some of these types of pathogen exist in what we call a symbiotic relationship with, 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 our, with us as human beings. And we can't just adopt an approach to wipe everything out because we have good pathogen that exists in our gut, as an example, in the microflora that, that helps keep other things in check. So we have to have a very balanced approach. But the most important thing for parents, because the focus seems to be against parents, is that um, we're not finding any uh, cases of severe outcome or even death. There are no deaths reported. And uh, so we're not alarmed. We're keeping it on the radar. We are studying it right now to see if what was reported in China is similar to what we are seeing in the United States, where it's reported. And um, it might well be that what we are seeing is an uptick in, in child pneumonia. It's quite separate, quite separate from what, what has been reported in China. Um, we also have to keep in mind that, that we are entering the uh, seasonal winter season. Yeah. where there's always respiratory illnesses increasing normally, normally. And this might just be an idiosyncratic situation. Any idea that, why they're having the numbers and the uptick in hospitals and all in China, like uh, to the extreme point that they are? Any idea, Paul, or is that just part of the protocol out there, what they're dealing with? Well, well it could be, Malcolm, that because of the uh, vaccine, remember across the world we vaccinated children, and we have argued Van den Bosch, myself, Brittle, um, we've argued immunologically that when a child, infant, and then young child needs needs the immune system to be trained, right. and uh, if you go ahead and you vaccinate too early, um, you could uh, prevent their immune system, their innate immune system, from developing normally, optimally, and then you can leave them um, uh, weak and vulnerable to a host of pathogen in the environment. And we began to argue last year with the RSV uptake. But this is what we were seeing. In other words, we are seeing because of the lockdowns in China, the prolonged zero COVID lockdowns, right. because of the COVID lockdowns in America, combined with the vaccine, we may have, we may have actually weakened the immune systems of our children 
right. and have left them vulnerable now to a host That's of That's a good point. That's a good point, Dr. Alexander. Let me tell listeners as well that uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and I have been covering this extensively on America Out Loud Pulse. Some of the other hosts are as well. So you, you tune in there during the weekdays, and many of you know that already, uh, to 5 p.m. Eastern. And uh, But we have been talking and we will continue to cover this mycoplasma pneumonia. But I, I yeah. like what uh, Dr. Alexander just shared, what you're talking about, and giving people some comfort to know that it's not an alarm, yes. but it's something to be concerned with. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, and most, Im- most importantly, Malcolm, is we yeah. have therapeutics. We have doxycycline exactly. and yeah. citromycin that we normally use for adults and children with this mycoplasma normally the antibiotics so keep, will knock it down yeah yeah yes yes we just keep an eye on it okay we keep an eye on it okay i want to turn the page now and i want to talk to you uh, about israel which i know you are a steadfast a big supporter dr paul alexander and i know you just got back you just visited southern, uh, the Israel, southern Israel. You were at the kibbutz. You can give give listeners, please, a sense of. Uh, I, I know you're always honest about these things. What did you see with what you've seen out there, and the purpose of uh, what you discovered, well, please, in Israel? Well, first of all, I was um, I was asked if I wanted to attend a contingent that was going over. Um, when October seventh happened, you know, I was kind of um, stunned, and I wanted to see myself uh, just as a human being. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'll be straight up. I'm a Christian, first foremost, and um, you know, I identify with that part of the world. I do have some Middle Eastern background myself, but Christian. Um, so when when I was reached out with a contingent of high-level Republicans in America, well, not just Republicans, going to Israel and with some high-level security, um, massive security actually, um, combined comprised of secret service type people, the, the, the Israeli military. I, I said, okay, I will go. And um, I went and um, look, the mission was more of a fact finding, a support mission, but to see. And um, I was taken to the Gaza border, to the Lebanese border. Where we were looking right across to where Hezbollah resides. Yeah. Um, I was right there. They took me to all of the kibbutz the team that, um, that were attacked, I mean, I stood where these places, they brought the kids out, the children and the women and the men and shot them and then burned places to the ground. I have so many photos. I, I went into all of the kibbutz, all of the bomb shelters that were blown up. Wow. It was the most gut-wrenching, stunning thing I've ever seen. It has changed me. And I'll say this. I saw some, some footage that the Israeli military allowed myself and a few others to see that cannot be made public because it is so devastating. And I'd have to tell you, Malcolm, that after about 10 minutes, I left the room because what I saw was inhumane. What I saw defies an explanation. So how a human being can do that to another human being? The things that were done to Israeli women, to the children, I saw the beheadings, I saw everything. I saw the rapes, I, it, because these terrorist, evil animals, I don't even know if I can find words. They film themselves with their GoPros yeah. and their cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 well, they wanted the world see to see, Paul. They wanted the world to see, which well, is shocking, well, but they did. Well, well, there's other video, that there's other footage you have not seen because you, you can't, and you should not, because it will destroy your soul. You, yeah. could, you cannot think 
that people would do that to people. Well, you said so, that twice now, human being to human being. But, you know, frankly, Paul, I don't think these are really, I don't classify them as, um, as human beings. They're mon monsters. They're barbarians. They're evil. Yes. They're, they're from hell. They're disgusting. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. And, um, you know, I, 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 we had massive security. We, we moved. We, we moved. And then I was taken. Besides, I was taken to the... Um, to Jerusalem, the city of David, to see all of the Christians, all of the holy sites. Um, we went uh, uh, so we can see the uh, the different um, between where Christianity, Judaism, and Islam intersects, and um, it's a very, very moving. I think life-changing experience yeah. to be there. Stay right there share. now. I, right, I want to get uh, someone else on here and then get right back to you. Stay right there, uh, uh, Paul, please. Uh, let me bring on now Ilana Friedman. Uh, Ilana, uh, veteran intelligence analyst, of course, spent, uh, lived a good part of her life there in uh, Israel, raised her family there, actually. But more than that, she's an intelligence analyst, uh, author. Uh, she's written multiple books on this uh, situation out there and books on Hamas, the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, CARE, all of that. And those are in the America Out Loud bookstore, um, uh, for sure. Uh, Ilana, right now, uh, what I want to talk about here initially is the United Nations is saying this is a spiraling humanitarian nightmare. Uh, the, uh, the Security Council you know, tried to get a sweeping uh, order in there to uh, force Israel to cease uh, completely about this humanitarian deal. Now, it was vetoed by the United States. Britain abstained, uh, but 13 out of the 15 uh, members voted for the resolution calling for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. So it appears what we suspected. They've lost uh, the world's support at this point. Britain and the U.S. is hanging on by a thread, some would suggest. But here's what gets me. Uh, speak about this. I want you to touch on what you do know about this U.N., if there's anything else you know about it. But here's the thing. If the U.N. is worried about a spiraling humanitarian nightmare, maybe they should have worried about the humanitarian nightmare these bastards created on October 7th. That'd be the first humanitarian nightmare we should have worried about before we worried about the current one. Uh, but you can't get this through their thick heads. What do you say to that? Well, I think you're right. Uh, the the whole the whole uh, uh, apparatus in the in at the UN is has been so biased against Israel for so many years. It was natural that they would that they would attack Israel for this as well. But um, fortunately, the United States came up and 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 stood at the at the uh, the 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 point of of junction between what was right and what was wrong and they they leaned towards what was right and they they will, will they say that way the will the Biden administration right now you see they they what i just said about the u.n do they stay because biden is getting a little weak need at this point yeah well he, it's very different i was actually surprised that they vetoed it it was it was kind of shocking but i was glad they did because this was a, a terrible thing that for the united nations for a you know who are already you know do you know that when they the vote on humanitarian issues right. there are more um votes against israel mm -hmm. than there are against all the other countries all the other members um in terms of humanitarian be, right. they're being uh, um inhumane 
uh, and called and called to the. You mean on a consistent basis? You're speaking about right on a regular basis. Very very consistent, and it's been going on for many many years. And every once in a while, the United States has a a strong ambassador who uh, Nikki Haley, for example, was amazing. All right, and she she really fought against this. But but this is a this is a culture, Malcolm. All right. All right. Well, let me, let me, all right. Let me turn the page a sec now. I want to I want to get some more vital stuff and not just keep talking about the same thing. I want to ask you this. What is your sense right now? Uh, we're we're now uh, well over two months. We're now in the third month of this, Ilana. How is it going? What is your sense of things right now? Uh, and putting all that aside, what do you what do you see? Well, my my sense is that it is going well from Israel's point of view, uh, up to a point. They haven't been able to get the hostages, uh, any more hostages out. Um, in fact, uh, the hostage, hostages, it seems, are being killed um, and uh, or are being starved to death and they will die because they're not getting food or water. Um, the uh, but but Israel is accomplishing an enormous amount of um, from a military point of view. They have found over 800 tunnel shafts shafts that are located and they have they have destroyed more than 500 of them. Right. Um, Let me ask you. Hold on a minute. Let me ask you something about that, please. Uh, As I recall, the son of the Hamas leader uh, in that, I remember his name is Youssef, uh, Mossab Hassan Hassan Youssef, the 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 son there. uh, You know who I'm speaking about, who deflected from them. Uh, He he said, and I quote: He said he thinks that Israel's going to have to put gas in the tunnels. And no matter what the hell's going on, that's the only one way to get rid of them. Put gas in there and blow those suckers up. What do you say to that? Well, gas is probably going to be problematical because uh, it dissipates very quickly. Uh, And the tunnels are extensive. Uh, If you recall, there are more than 300 miles of tunnels. But one thing that Israel has been considering, uh, as far as I I understand, Mm -hmm. is to pump seawater in them, into the tunnels. I see. And and that would probably do the job very nicely. Yeah. but they're not all in tunnels. Some of them are in buildings that, you know, they're they hide in the hospitals, sure. and the schools. They're finding they're so many things. For example, they found a beautiful, huge teddy bear in that. one of the homes and they picked it up and it seemed pretty heavy. So they cut it open and they found a rifle inside. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, yeah. these, these people are sick. Oh yeah, oh and, yeah, but I mean, yeah, and and so these these uh, things that they do, they yeah. they they hide in schools, they hide in mosques, they hide in hospitals, mm-hmm. um, and you know we've seen that. Right. So so when when uh, uh, Israel is going after them, they have to be very very careful. There are so many booby traps. There are so many um, uh, uh, things to be aware of. Yes, However, yes. they are accomplishing enormous. There was a right. huge. Um, uh, uh, surrender of fighters mm-hmm. uh, that happened, I think, yesterday or the day before, yeah. and 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 still ca- and continues to to happen. All right, how long? Uh, how much the longer? Are the, giving up. How much longer do you think that uh, Israel needs to finish this job? What's your professional uh, guess? Well, I can tell you what Israel says. Um, the the they are saying that they believe they'll be finished uh, by January or before the end of the year. I see. So you're talking. They're talking about another month. They need basically roughly. exactly. Yeah, yeah give or yeah. take, right? A week or so. They're okay. they're accomplishing a great deal in a very short period of time. They're right. they're just they're moving very fast and and with a tremendous amount of strength. 
Right. And then the next question is going to have to be what happens to Gaza thereafter? And there's a lot of conversation about that. But Alana, stay there. Let me get back and bring Dr. Paul Alexander back into the conversation. Um, Okay, Paul, you just hear the conversation we're having with Alana, who uh, studies this. Uh, You know, in regards to the tunnels, in regards to the network out there and the fight itself, what what is your sense with Israel, the United Nations, um, trying to push this uh, ceasefire, getting them to step off? You know, and keep in mind, Paul, that Hamas is only one entity that is controlled by the Ayatollahs and Iran. You've got Hezbollah, you've got the Houthis, you've got these terrorist groups all over the world, exactly, that are being controlled by the Ayatollahs. Isn't Iran the real problem here? And we're doing nothing against that. They're hitting all of our troops out there. What do you see? Well, Malcolm, my view is this, right? I've been trying, in my, remember, I'm coming across as a scientist and as a lay person, but as a, a, a human being. I've always argued that the gravest threat, the gravest threat to the United States, to the Western world, to Israel, to the world, is radical Islam, has always been radical Islam. And we have thousands of North African, Middle Eastern, military age males being allowed across the border, the southern border. And um, the reports now that 1.6 million of 6 million that Biden let in since he came into power at the southern border, they got away. They're classed by the border services as gotaways. 1.6 million people. We have in America now, we don't know who they are and we don't know where they are. They found 170 hardened terrorists, Islamist terrorists at the border. Think about what I'm saying. In oh, those yes. 1.6 oh, yes. million gotaways, I have modeled it to be about there are 100 terrorists now in America. We don't know where they are. Oh, and there are thousands we probably don't know. You know, uh, Paul, we had uh, Tom Holman, as you know, was at the top of the broadcast. And uh, like he and I said, you know, they talk about gotaways, they talk about all this, Paul. But, you know, we don't. there are thousands of open borders on the southern and the northern border. He says the northern scares the hell out of them because a lot of these cats are going to get in without being detected anywhere, including the cameras and the drones, and won't be on the gutaway list. They'll be on the, I'm coming into your country to do harm, and you don't know who the hell I am or where I'm at list. That's the list they'll be on, yes. and that's the problem. I, I, and they're coming in through Canada too. America has as much threat yeah. from the Canadian border as it has from the that's southern border. That's what he border. said. That's what he said. Yes, as much threat. And I have to say something about what I saw and what I understand. I've written some substacks, some blogs, and it's blowing up, causing a lot of debate where I ask a simple question. Where the hell are you, you Western American feminist groups? Where are you women defending the Israeli women who've been raped, brutalized, mutilated? I mean, I spoke to people there who had family. They have friends. They have daughters. I spoke to them. Their loved ones, their genitals were cut up, were stabbed up by these vermin, by these Hamas males. Where is the feminist movement in America defending these women? Are Israeli women not the same as an American woman? So it, it, it boggles my mind, the hypocrisy, the anti-Semitism, the hatred of Israel. And I think part of the problem is, I've told them there when I went, you people are not educating the world to the facts. There's a history that is not being told. There are facts that are not being told. And I want to end now, because I know you told me time issues. Is the public needs to understand with this white lung pneumonia. We now, once we continue with these suboptimal COVID vaccines, 
that have failed, we are putting what you call natural selection, non-lethal pressure on any of the circulating COVID virus. We are driving the emergence of variants. And don't be surprised if we get to find out that with the gain of function madness that they're continuing, they've not stopped yeah. that research, but they have driven the emergence of this kind of quasi-white lung pneumonia. Do not be surprised. We no, you make, you bring up a good point. And frankly, Paul, uh, uh, McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough brought up the same point. He and I talked about it on broadcast. I, I totally understand what you're talking about. You know, you, you can't trust these evil bastards, can you? You know, bottom line. No. Right? Yeah. No. I agree. I agree. Yes. Well, let me t- let me tell folks now for time as well that, uh, first of all, uh, uh, Dr. Paul Alexander, his show, uh, The Liberty Hour, plays uh, noontime, Eastern time now, Saturday and Sunday on the network. And you can hear his uh, his 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 heart, his authenticity. Uh, he's always got a compelling conversation and his Substack again. Uh, please support uh, the work that Dr. Paul Alexander is doing on uh, all of the work he's doing to to try to make a better world for all of us uh, on his Substack and also through the show. Uh, please check that out as well. Um, all right. So uh, we just have another moment or so left. Ilana, I know you're still with me there. I, I think that uh, right now things are and the last word I want to give you here, but things are pretty heated. I, I'm thinking it's only a matter of time before Biden's going to buckle and they're going to uh, begin to really force a ceasefire. I've been watching these clowns in the State Department and uh, uh, the folks that are speaking for him. And I don't have a strong sense. Uh, I don't know if they stay steadfast. I'm not feeling they may. Uh, do, you, do you feel that uh, same way or you feel different? I, I, I do feel the same way, but I have to tell you that the 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 battle in the Middle East in Israel is heating up. Iran has threatened Israel um, and just yesterday, yeah. um, today, tomorrow. There, these, these, these keep coming in. These, these threats. Right. Um, Israel, the Israeli forces made a midnight raid on a uh, a facility in Jenin, which is in Israel, in the West Bank, and they found three very, very large and 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 active uh, munitions. Uh, uh, laboratories where they were making rockets and and missiles and and uh, all kinds of yeah. weapons to to uh, attack Israel from inside, yeah. and then there is Hezbollah attacking from the north. This yeah. is not not you know I said that the the war in Gaza may end by, in January, and I think it might, yeah. but it's not over. That, and, that's and, exactly my point as yeah. well. Now you you I, read my mind clearly there, Ilana. Uh, totally perfect. Thank you, Ilana. Ilana Friedman there, and she's exactly right. This does not end, friends, with whatever is going to happen here in the next many weeks. This fight of jihad goes on. Uh, it is it is a fight against humanity. It is a fight against good people. It, it is a fight against our very existence is what it is, my fellow Americans. And it is a fight for all of humanity to step forward and to put an end to that. There are a lot of evil out in the world right now. We're at a very uh, delicate point of really our existence here for a lot of reasons. Uh, And it's not just one thing, it's multiples of things. Listen, let's all rev up. 2024 is gonna be a year to fight for freedom, uh, to fight for uh, our our very, very existence as uh, humanity. Uh, and we're going to need your help to do it. We'll be on the front lines here at America Out Loud, but we need everybody to jump in here and to be part of the good fight 
moving forward here. We'll be ready here at America Out Loud to be sure. Friends, be sure to get back to AmericaOutloud.news and share the out loud truth uh, from sea to shining sea and around the world here to wake people up to the truth. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>